the part I need repeated. Nam, who's going to read? Nam, Kala for Achbirni, Anil Iman. Nam. Naam. This is the part we were doing last time, Alhamdulillah. So we did Al Imanu Billah, believing in Allah, and we explained part, Alhamdulillah. Then we did Al Iman Bil Malaika, believing in the angels, we explained that, Alhamdulillah. Then last week, or the week before last, we spoke about Allah's books, and we finished that, Alhamdulillah. So today, we look at Al-Imanu Bil-Rusul, believing in the messengers of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala created us, and He did not leave us to find our own way. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala instead decided to create messengers and prophets to send to us so that the messengers and prophets can show us the right way. There is a distinction between a messenger and a prophet. And I explained this before, but I'm going to repeat. A messenger, or should I start with a prophet, is a man that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends to the people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to him. He gives him wahi. However, this Nabi may not have a book given to him by Allah. He guides the people using a book which was previously sent to a messenger before him. A Nabi is less than a Rasul. A Rasul is sent by Allah and given a book and a Sharia to guide the people. In order for us to be able to understand this easily, we say, for example, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, Moses is a Rasul, he's a messenger of Allah. Because Allah gave him a book. What book did he give him? He gave him the Torah. But after Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, there are prophets that came who did not have books, but depended on the book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam to rule the people. For example, Yusha, Joshua. He is a messenger of Allah, rather a prophet of Allah, but Allah did not give him a separate sharia. He followed the sharia of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Because of that, Allah says in the Quran, <clears throat> We sent the Torah full of guidance and light. The prophets that submitted themselves to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ruled using the Torah. Of course, the Torah was not given to them. It was given to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, but they used the Torah to judge between the people. 
In other words, every messenger is a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has mentioned 25 messengers and prophets by name. In total, in a hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked about the number of messengers and prophets that Allah sent to the world. The messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Allah sent 124,000 messengers and prophets to the world. There never was a generation except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a warner to them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Some of them, we told you their stories. Others, we did not tell you their stories. So only 25 of 124,000 are mentioned by name in the Quran. Who are they? 18 of them are mentioned in one part in the Quran in Surah Al-An'am. We can count on our fingers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَتِلْكَ حُجَّتُنَا آتَيْنَاهَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ That's one. آتَيْنَاهَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ عَلَى قَوْمِهِ نَرْفَعُ دَرَجَاتٍ مَنْ نَشَاءٍ إِنَّا رَبَّكَ حَكِيمٌ عَلِيمٌ وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقٌ وَيَعْقُوبٌ كُلًّا هَدَيْنَا وَنُوحًا هَدَيْنَا مِنْ قَبْلٍ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِهِ دَاوُودٌ وَسُلَيْمَانُ وَأَيُّوبٌ وَيُوسُفَ وَمُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي الْمُحْسِنِينَ How many are those? That's ten. وَزَكَرِيَّا وَيَحْيَا وَعِيسَى وإلياس كل من الصالحين وإسماعيل واليسع ويونس ولوط وكلا فضلنا على العالمين. How many are mentioned here? Eighteen of them. وتلك حجتنا آتيناها إبراهيم على قومه نرفع درجات من نشاء إن ربك حكيم عليم ووهبنا له إسحاق ويعقوب كُلًّا هَدَيْنَا وَنُوحًا هَدَيْنَا مِنْ قَبْلْ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِهِ دَاوُودَ وَسُلَيْمَانَ وَأَيُّوبَ وَيُوسُفَ وَمُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَكَذَلِكَ نَجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَزَكَرِيَّا وَيَحْيَى وَعِيسَى وَإِلْيَاسَ كُلٌّ مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَالْيَسَعَ وَيُونُسَ وَلُوطَ وَكُلًّا فَضَّلْنَا عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ we mentioned 18, that leaves seven of them that are mentioned in the Quran. The remaining seven are Adam, alayhi salatu wassalam, then Idris, alayhi salam, then Dhulkifl, then uh, uh, Salih, then Hud, then Shu'ayb, then Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. These are the 25 messengers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. There are many messengers, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned these few in the Qur'an. Who is the most mentioned in the Qur'an? Who's been mentioned the most number of times in the Qur'an? Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. How many times is Musa alayhi salatu wasalam mentioned in the Qur'an by name? 
More than that. More than that. 83, 83 or 84. Uh, Musa alayhi is mentioned by name. <coughs> These messengers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent, I said there are prophets who are of lower rank than the messengers. The messengers are a higher rank. So let's look at them this way. We have prophets and messengers. These are the best people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever created. The prophets and the messengers. And among the prophets and the messengers, the best are the messengers. The messengers are better than the prophets. Because the messengers were given a book and a sharia, and the other prophets were not given a book and they were not given a sharia. And among the messengers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose five who are called the ulul azm min al-rusul. The five ulul azm min al-rusul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned them in the Quran. Who are the five ulul azm? Naam, Musa alayhi salatu was salam. Naam. Ibrahim. Naam. Isa. Naam. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These five are the ulul azm. And among the ulul azm, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyid Walad Adam, is the leader of the children of Adam alayhi salatu wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not send a messenger who was not a human being. He did not send a messenger among the jinn. The jinni are mukallafun. When I say mukallafun, I mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the obligation of following Allah's commands. The jinni and the people. Of everything that Allah created, the only mukallafun, meaning those that need to follow the commandments of Allah and to follow sharia, are only the people and the jinni. Animals are not required to follow any sharia. There are no rules of, of marriage in, in the animal kingdom. You can't say, for example, the, the, the father God cannot marry the daughter God. There's nothing like that in the animal kingdom. They, they do whatever they like. And human beings are not like that. Human beings are given a sharia. The jinni also have a sharia. So my question is, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent only human messengers, what about the jinni? They also mukallafun. They need to obey the sharia. They need to follow the commandments of Allah. The jinni have what we call nudur or warners. The warners listen to the human prophet. When they get the message from the human prophet, they transmit the message to their people, warning them about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala requires of them. Allah says in the Quran, وَإِذْ صَرَفْنَا إِلَيْكَ نَفَرًا مِّنَ الْجِنِّ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقُرْآنِ فَلَمَّا حَضَرُوهُ قَالُوا أَنْصِتُوا فَلَمَّا قُضِيَ وَلَّوْا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِمْ مُنْذِرِينَ قَالُوا يَا قَوْمَنَا إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا كِتَابًا أُنْزِلَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مُوسَىٰ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ يَهْدِي إِلَىٰ الْحَقِّ وَإِلَىٰ طَرِيقٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ When a party of the jinn, a group of jinn, listened to the recitation of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when they heard him reciting the Qur'an. When they came, when they reached where the Prophet ﷺ was, they said, keep quiet. 
فَلَمَّا قُضِيَا When it was finished, when the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam finished reciting the Qur'an, وَلَّوْ إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِمْ مُنْذِرِينَ They went back to their people to go and warn them. They said, يَا قَوْمَنَا O our people, إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا We heard كِتَابًا أُنْزِلَ A book that was sent مِنْ بَعْدِ مُوسَى After Musa alayhi salatu wa sallam. One would wonder, the Qur'an did not come immediately after the book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. There is another book before the Qur'an, but why do they skip that book and go straight to the book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam? Before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam, there's Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. And there is the Injil, which is the gospel given to Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. But when this jinni went to their people, they didn't say the Injil. They said a book sent after the book of Musa. What do you think the reason is? Why did they skip the Injil? They could have said, we heard a book sent after the book of Isa. But instead they said, we heard a book sent after the book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Because the Injil doesn't have Sharia. Because there's, there's no real Sharia in the Injil. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam did not, did not put a real sharia in the Injil. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him raqa'iq or maw'idah, like advice to the people. When you do this, Allah is going to punish you. Please uh, uh, obey Allah, love your neighbor, and so on. That's mainly what you find in the gospel, in the Injil. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam came more like more like to complete the message of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, although he is a Rasul and he is given a book of his own. So a book which contains Sharia, like the Sharia of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, is the Quran. There are so many similarities between the Quran and the book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. The book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam had reward and punishment. If, if a person commits adultery, this is the punishment. If anyone is going to uh, uh, eat something like this, Allah has forbidden, and so on. The book of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam does not contain such things. There are no established punishments in the book of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Therefore, they refer to the book of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. So I said all the messengers are human beings. There are no messengers among the jinn. And all the messengers are men. There are no women among the messengers. The dalil is in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ إِلَّا رِجَالًا رِجَالًا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَفِي الْقِرَاءَ يُوحَى إِلَيْهِمْ We sent, we didn't send before you except men, rijal. Not Nisa. So if any woman claims that she's a prophet, then that wouldn't be true because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Arsalna e rijalan men. Maryam alayhi salam, the mother of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, is not a prophet. Some people believe Maryam alayhi salam is a prophet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent only male prophets. So now the question is, what is our obligation? When the Messenger وسلم, says in the hadith, Al Imanu an tukmina billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi to believe in the messengers, what does that mean? What are we supposed to do? Our obligation, believing in the messengers, we already spoke about Muhammad. وسلم, 
Now we want to talk about the rest of the messengers. We believe everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about these messengers. That is number one. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for example, says, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam used to raise the dead. We gave him the power or we supported him with the Ruh al-Qudus so that he's able to raise the dead and heal the sick. If a Muslim says, that's lies, a, a man cannot raise the dead, that's not true, Isa didn't do that, what does he become? He becomes a kafir. Because al-Iman will be rusul, believing in the messenger, and the messengers means believing everything that Allah said about the messengers. The messengers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained in details, we believe the details. The messengers about whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not speak in details, we believe in them the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned them, without exaggeration. There are so many stories surrounding messengers, sometimes you start wondering where the stories come from, especially stories about Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, they never come to an end. And then Musa found a river, and then Musa did, and then Musa stood here, and then Musa prayed to Rakats, and then Musa. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not narrate these stories, and the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not narrate these stories about Musa alayhi salatu wa sallam, we cannot fabricate such stories because al-imanu bi rusul means believing what Allah said about them and what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about these messengers. So minhum man qasasna alayk. Some of them we narrated to you their stories. Wa minhum man lam naqsus alayk. And some of them we did not narrate to you their stories. So we believe in them, number one. Number two, we must believe that they delivered what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked them to deliver. There is no messenger who failed in his duties to deliver the message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam delivered what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him to deliver. All the messengers delivered what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked them to deliver. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask on the day of judgment. Allah says in the Quran, أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ رُسُلٌ مِّنْكُمْ يَتْنُونَ عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتٍ رَبِّكُمْ وَيُنْذِرُونَكُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا قَالُوا بَلَى When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to drive the disbelievers إِلَى جَهَنَّمْ To جَهَنَّمْ زُمَرَا In groups حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءُوهَا Until they arrive at the doors of Jahannam Futihat abuwa buha, the doors of Jahannam will be opened. Waqala lahum khazanatuha, and the guards of Jahannam will say to them, Alam yaatikum rusulum minkum. Didn't the messengers among you come to you? Yatluna alaykum ayati rabbikum, reciting to you.
يَتْلُونَ عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِ رَبِّكُمْ Reciting to you the verses from your Lord. وَيُنْذِرُونَكُمْ And warning you لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا About the coming of this day. قَالُوا بَلَى They will say, of course. Meaning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the messengers. The messengers had one obligation and the obligation of the messengers was to deliver the message. Our obligation is to follow what the messengers delivered to us. The only obligation that the Messenger has is to give the message to the people. This is Al Imanu bin Rusul, believing in the messengers. And then what does he say after that? Read the hadith, please. We already explained. And the last day. The majority of us think the last day is Yawmul Qiyamah. Al-Imanu bil-Yawmil Akhir does not simply mean Yawmul Qiyamah. Al-Imanu bil-Yawmil Akhir is believing in everything that happens after death. When you die, Yawmul Akhir has come for you. The moment a person breathes their last in the dunya, it means they enter the other life. There are two lives in the Akhirah. The life of the Barzakh and the life either in Jannah, in paradise, or in hell. There is no doubt that everyone is going to die. If there is something that we can never ever doubt, it's mode. Death, death has to come. And how many times does death enter a house? It enters the house and it finds in the house some elderly people, very old people, very sick people, who we think should die. And then it leaves them. And instead, takes an 18-year-old boy. Death does that. When it goes into a house, it makes no distinction between an old person and a young person. You would think when death enters a house, it should choose the people who are almost reaching you know, their 70s, 80s, but it doesn't do that. A person can die at the age of 18, people die at the age of 20, people die older than that and younger than that. That is a fact. There is no doubt about it. So, the last day, or the life in the Barzakh, is the beginning of either hell or Jannah. In the grave, a person is either going to see Jannah or he is going to see hell. In other words, the moment you die, that is the beginning of your Akhirah, at the time of death. This Iman will mean two things. The first thing, belief, only to believe that the day of judgment is going to come and that Akhirah is there. Tasdeeq, believing. But this is not enough. If you simply believe and it does not fi uh, I mean, fill your heart with the fear of Allah, then such iman doesn't help you.
Iman is supposed to stir something inside of you. So if you believe in Yawmul Akhir, you're supposed to be afraid of Yawmul Akhir. And all your thoughts are supposed to be about Akhirah. How to prepare for Akhirah. How to prepare for this death. Simply knowing about death is not enough. But preparation for death is the most important thing. Everyone is supposed to be preparing for death every day. Rasulullah says, إِذَا أَصْبَحْتَ When you wake up in the morning, فَلَا تَنْتَظِرِ الْمَسَاءِ Do not wait for the evening. Because the evening might never come. وَإِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ And when you reach the evening, فَلَا تَنْتَظِرِ الصَّبَحِ Do not wait for the morning. Because the morning might never come. And for sure, if you keep thinking every morning that the evening might not come and you will be dead, and every evening you think the morning might not come and you will be dead, one day you'll have to be right. One morning you think I might not reach evening and you will be right. Or one evening you think maybe I might not reach tomorrow morning and you could be right. But the most important thing is it has to come and it will come. And we have to prepare ourselves through Amal al-Saleh. Sometimes some scholars say some people are better off dead. If they died, it would probably be better for them than being alive. Why? Because when they are alive, they do nothing to better their life in the Akhirah. All they do is accumulate more sins. The more the number of days that they live in the world, the more sins they accumulate, and the more difficult their life is going to be in the Akhirah. For some, they are dead. But Alhamdulillah, their thawab has continued. They put them in the grave, they buried them, but they continue to accumulate thawab. There are some dead people who are doing better than us. There are some dead people who are doing better than the people who are alive. They make more thawab every day than you do when you are alive. They are dead, but they're doing much, much better than you because of what they left behind. Rasulullah said, إِذَا مَاتَ insan, When a person dies, his work comes to an end except three things a kind of charity that continues or knowledge from which people are going to benefit if you teach someone Surah Al-Fatiha or you teach someone or you teach someone something about Islam you will probably never die. You will continue to live forever. You don't know how many people are going to learn from your Surah Al-Fatiha. You will teach two, three people and forget about it. But that is going to keep you alive. You're dead and the reward comes to your grave. Or a good child who makes dua for, for the father. The 
majority of our children are hopeless children and the fathers will be punished because of their children. A child is supposed to be a source of joy. A child is supposed to be a source of hope. You think when I die, my child is going to continue my legacy and my child is going to continue with good Islamic work and my child is going to make dua for me so that every time in the grave, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to have mercy on me. But you have a child and all the child does is drink beer and womanize and do the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden. It is big trouble, very big trouble. And I remember saying to you, مَا تَخُزَّانُ الْأَمْوَالِ وَهُمْ أَحْيَاءُ وَالْعُلَمَاءُ بَاقُونَ مَا بَقِيَ الدَّهَرُ أَعْيَانُهُمْ مَفْقُودَةُ وَأَمْثَالُهُمْ فِي الْقُلُوبِ مَوْجُودَةُ There are people who had a lot of money in the world. More money than you can ever think of. More money than you will ever make. They died while they were still alive. They didn't put them in the grave. They're still walking. They're still on earth, but they died. How did they die? When they lost their money, people forgot about them. The moment you lose your money, no one cares about you. Everyone forgets you before you die, before you're actually put in the grave. When ulama'u and the scholars baquna ma dahr will continue to live until the end of the world. We can't see them today. But their effect is there in our hearts. We didn't see Muhammad But we are seated here today discussing what was taught to us by Muhammad 1,400 years ago. Where are the richest people? that lived in the time of Muhammad Who are they? And who talks about them? No one. The richest men of yesterday, I think you know examples of people who are still alive and no one talks about them anymore. Everyone forgot them. There are certain places where all of you used to go to eat lunch. You don't go there anymore. You don't eat lunch there anymore because they are finished. They're not dead. No one buried them, but they're forgotten. That's the world. That's dunya. I also remember telling you that story about the minister in, in Saudi. A very important man. Everyone used to come to his house for lunch and supper. The house would never be empty of people. Everyone would be there because he's an important man. The moment he was relieved of his duties, and someone else became uh, the minister. He waited for people to come for lunch. No one came. Two or three people came. Where's everyone else? Everyone is supposed to be having lunch here. And no, no, no. They went to have lunch at the house of the new minister. Today we have important people in our cities. We have maybe the district commissioner, the DC, the mayor, and so on. If I ask you today, the one who used to be mayor of Quito district last year, you know him? You, you, you might know him, but do you, do you need to go and visit him? For what? He's finished. 
The one that matters today is the one who's in office today. The DC of last year, is, is he important anymore? Don't talk about DCs. Let's talk about presidents for, for a start. Who, who, who cares anymore about, about Rupia Banda? Who, who cares anymore about him? Who, who talks about him? He died while well, he's still alive. He's not yet buried. He's alive. But to the people, he is dead. So when you continue running after this dunya and forget about akhirah, one day you will die before you die. But with this aim, you will live forever. Your author, the effect of this ilm is going to remain in the hearts of people. The book we are reading now is written by whom? And now are we? You know him. Yeah, you know him. You even know his name. His full name. Abu Zakaria. Even his uh, 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 kunia. He was probably born in some, some village somewhere. Hundreds of years ago. But here we are saying each time, please read. قَالَ النَّوَوِي رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ النَّوَوِي said وَعَنَ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ At the end of the hadith, رَوَاهُ الْبُخَارِ رَوَاهُ Muslim. These were not rich people. You're much richer than Bukhari. Bukhari didn't have what you have. Muslim didn't have what you have. But their author is still alive. So go ahead. Run after the world, you will come back empty-handed. Very much empty-handed. The only hours of your life, and I want to repeat, the only hours of your life you will never regret are the hours you spend here. These hours, you will never ever regret these hours in your life. Any other time you spend anywhere else, you will live to regret in your, in your life. But the problem is we do not know what is good for us. So al-imanu bil-yawm al-akhir means to believe that one day definitely we are going to die. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give us our reward according to what we did in the world. I need to mention, while talking about al-imanu bil-yawm al-akhir, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who was also created by Allah the way we are created, also died. And the dalil is qawluhu ta'ala, innaka mayyit. You will die, Muhammad. There's no doubt about that. Innaka mayyit, you will die. Wa innahum mayyitun, and they will die. You, Muhammad, will die. So Muhammad wasallam, is dead. And they will die, meaning us, we're also going to die. Then on the day of judgment, before your Lord, you're going to sort it out. Muhammad is dead. And the dead people do not help the living people. If someone dies, he cannot help the people who are living. Some people said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, 
جاءوك فاستغفر الله واستغفر لهم الرسول لوجد الله توابا رحيما if only when they wronged themselves they would come to you muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam fastaghfiru allah and then they would ask allah to forgive them wastaghfara lahum arrasul and the messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam would also seek forgiveness on their behalf meaning rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam must ask allah to forgive these people who wronged themselves they said because allah said that therefore we must go to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and ask for istighfar ask rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to ask allah to forgive us and people who go to the qabr the grave of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in order to ask him to ask allah to forgive them because of what is said in the quran but there is an authentic hadith in which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to aisha aisha that is only when i'm alive not when i'm dead if you need me to ask allah to forgive you i can only do that when i'm alive not when i'm dead when i'm dead i can't i cannot ask allah to to forgive you rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is dead like everyone is going to die and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam needs our dua he says sallallahu alaihi wasallam al-bakhil the stingy person man dhukirtu ilayhi wa lam yusalli alayhi is the one to whom i mentioned and he doesn't pray salat ala nabi to pray for him muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam they said ya rasulullah allah has said in the quran inna allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allah sends his blessing on the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we are commanded to do the same so how can we do that how can we send blessings on you not get blessings from you to send blessings to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam to pray for him sallallahu alaihi wasallam not the other way round not rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to pray for us while he's in the grave he said qulu say allahumma salli ala muhammad وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد that is what you must say to pray for me to pray for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam because he is dead and he said in another hadith sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa sallu alayya pray salat on me fa inna salatakum tablughuni haythu kuntum the salah is going to reach me wherever you are if you pray for me allah is going to send me that salatu ala nabi he didn't say come come and pray salatu ala nabi for me at my grave pray your salah is going to reach me wherever you are try to imagine this man subhan subhanallah how many muslims do we have in the world today 1.6 billion muslims all of them say allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ali muhammad kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidum majid at least at least 5 times a day of 1.6 billion muslims 
all of them making salatu ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam you know any such man so this is the life of the barzakh for which we must prepare rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam alhamdulillah everyone makes salatu ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam for us when when we die who's going to care about us who's going to make dua for us some people you look at them and you think this 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 child would would make dua for me you can't you can't depend on them you have to prepare yourself leave behind something to generate something when it comes to worldly issues you know we always always worried about about income we always leave behind something i need to leave behind a house a house that can generate some income for my children I need to leave behind a business, a business that can generate some income for my children. We care so much. We care so much about what we leave behind. And we care very little about what we are going to find where we're going. Everyone is busy preparing what they will leave behind. Tell me, who doesn't worry about where the children will be sleeping when he dies? Who, who doesn't worry about that? So, in emphasizing the importance of al-Iman, bil-yawm al-akhir, belief in the last day, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam has attached so many things to yawm al-akhir in many ahadith. He says sallallahu alayhi wasallam, "Man kana yu'minu billahi wal-yawm al-akhir, fal-yukrim dhaifa." He that believes in Allah. And Yawmul Akhir, let him be generous to his guest. Mankana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir, he that believes in Allah and the last day, falyakul khairan awliyasmut. Let him say something which is good or keep quiet. Mankana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir, he that believes in Allah and the last day, falayu'di jarahu, he should not be bad to his neighbor. Most of the ahadith, when Rasulullah gives the command, he refers to Yawmul Akhir. Man kana yu'minu billah, he that believes in Allah, wal yawmil akhir, and the last day, let him not do this. He that believes in Allah and the last day, let him do this. This shows that believing in Yawmul Akhir is not simply tasdiq. It's not simply I believe. Meaning your work is supposed to change each time you think about Yawmul Akhir. If you wanted to steal, when you remember Yawmul Akhir, you stop. If you wanted to insult someone, think about Yawmul Akhir and stop. If you wanted to say something bad, if, when you think about Yawmul Akhir, you stop. Iman bil Yawmul Akhir is supposed to stop our ma'asiyah. Meaning each time we want to disobey Allah, we remember Yawmul Akhir. Allah is going to ask me on the day of judgment, you should stop. But for someone to say, I believe in Yawmul Akhir, and then the belief in Yawmul Akhir does not stop him from Masuya. He still makes zina, he still steals, he, he still bites people. Then he doesn't believe in Yawmul Akhir. Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir fala yu'di jarahu. Wa man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir fala yukrim dhaifahu. Wa man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhiri fala yakul khayran aw liyasmut. Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhiri. What's the hadith? 
لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يحب لاخيه ما يحب لنفسه most of them are attached to iman in allah and in the last day so iman bil yawm al akhir is supposed to change our actions so every article of iman which the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned in the hadith can be expanded we need to think about it and how that article can affect our lives most of the time when we are told what are the six pillars of iman to believe in allah to believe in uh, the angels to believe in the prophets i think now we have a different uh, a different insight into what this means when you say to believe in the last day you know what that means it means masiya has to stop because you believe in the last day and you believe in hisab faman ya'mal mithqala dharratin khayran yara wa man ya'mal mithqala dharratin sharran yara hadha wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ba'd